Yo, yo, it's your boy Dubby. I hope you've been well. I'm back with another story for you. This one, shit I experienced hanging out with Duran Duran. Let me explain. Backstory. When I was younger, the drummer... <clears throat> How can I explain this? This is going to be weird. I had a rock band quite a while ago, and my drummer's brother was in Frank Zappa's band, Missing Persons, and Duran Duran. And because of that association, I found myself at quite a few Duran Duran concerts. I would go with my drummer and his parents. Um, wasn't a fan, so it was kind of, it was neat, it was kind of cool, but it wasn't like, oh, like as if I was going to go see like Led Zeppelin or something, or I would have been freaking out, right? But it was still really cool, because like some of the shows, I remember one was at Radio City Music Hall. I had a lot of fun experiences at these shows, and, and you know, got to see these guys perform, and... You know, it was really fucking cool. Some of the funny, some of the funny things that I can share with you that happened to me in this experience. Now, my drummer, he and I, you know, like typical musicians, we like to party. That was the deal. But my drummer's brother was a health nut, weightlifter, you know, in shape guy, vegan, vegetarian, um, holistic living. You know, dealt never dealt with any of that. Just wouldn't have it. Wasn't into it. So one night I was, I saw, I saw these things happen to me in the same night. I was backstage at Radio City Music Hall in Duran Duran's dressing room and they have like a suite. It was kind of like a suite. So it's like massive dressing rooms and like, I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like a, like a, a central lounge and then like satellite dressing rooms off this central lounge. But all the doors are open and all the different bands um, dressing rooms, band members dressing rooms. So it's like, it was like a hotel party kind of like. Um, there's like catering and champagne and people are drinking and smoking cigarettes back at that time indoors and having a you know grand old time carrying on. And at that time Duran Duran had a hit with a cover of Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel's White Lines. Now, in the in the outer lobby, I was hanging around, I turned around, I, I, I literally bumped into a guy. A guy I bumped into was Melly Mel, but it was Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel. And they were having like a kind of a discussion and I was listening to what was going on, what they were talking about behind me. The deal, and, and now I'm like, now I'm like kind of like fan fanning out a little bit because you know, it is Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel. Duran Duran, yeah cool too I guess but the discussion that was going on behind me I couldn't believe it because at that time I didn't know anything about union stagehand thing and it's it's all like a big gang game of Tom fuckery but basically what was going on was um, Duran Duran had invited Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel to perform with them that night on stage but due to some union um, thing all they they had brought a turntable set up like a regular um, SL 1200 thing but um, it was going to be $5,000 for the uh, stagehands to put the turntable on the stage. And it's like, they didn't have it like that. You know, these guys were lucky to have had this song covered and be a hit, you know, again. So it's like, the bottom line is, they weren't going on that night. Later, I went back into my drummer's family's dressing room, and we were hanging out. And over walks to me a very beautiful woman. Uh, she was stunning, actually, and she turned out to be one of the singers and the violinists from the uh, soul group, Soul to Soul. Keep on moving, don't stop. And she asked me if I'd like to, you know, smoke a spliff. And, you know, it's an environment where a lot of people are hanging. I said, yeah, you know, that sounds cool. She took out this, she was British, so like the spliff had tobacco in it. 
but she took this lift out and lit it and maybe took it a small puff and then handed it to me. I'm like trying trying to press a chick. I'm like puffing away on this fucking thing. And at that moment, my host, my drummer's brother, comes into the room and goes, not to me, but he sees like, I, I had already passed it back, but he like starts like laying into her about it. Cause she's in the band. I forgot to mention that she's working in the band on this tour. <laughs> so she's actually one of the band members. And he's like, the, the words he used was, you're using drugs? I was like, drugs <laughs> you know but I couldn't I couldn't fucking say nothing dude so she's embarrassed gets up walks out of room he storms out of the fucking room and I didn't know what to think now because I'm like I'm young and everyone else in the room is like middle age they're way older than me so I was kind of scared and I'm kind of like freaked out like are they gonna toss me at a Radio City Music Hall do I need a ride home from Manhattan now I came up here in a fucking limo but just at that moment I guess two people saw the fear on my face and if you're a drummer, you're gonna know this name. Steve Ferrone was sitting right over there, and he goes, like telling me, don't worry about this fucking guy. Steve Ferrone is one of the most winningest drummers in recorded history. Just just Google him. But and then and then my host's dad, his own their own father, says, ah, don't worry about him. And I'm like, it made me feel so much better. Um, but that was my experience at Radio City Music Hall. It was really cool. I didn't get kicked out. Nobody was mad at me. I wound up having a great time catering, you know, champagne. The other cool experience I had at a Duran Duran show was actually here in New Jersey. And same gig, backstage, catering, eating and drinking beyond my, <laughs> probably what I should have been. Um, and I'm hanging out. I had a short conversation with Terrence Trent Darby. He was kind of like a pop singer from England back in the day. Dude was wearing like a, a full, <laughs> he was, <coughs> so, I'm sorry. Dude was wearing a suit, uh, two, like a regular suit, like a cut suit you see a person wear, but it was made out of like fucking python skin. It was the weirdest shit ever. Um, and then the other thing that happened to me at that show, which was just unbelievable. At one point I walked out to the, um, to the side of the stage and was just kept watching the show from the side. And there was this other, this other brother there, this other black guy with dreads kind of grooving out on it. And um, I started talking to him and, and having like kind of light conversation and talking about mostly guitar shit. And then we started talking, he's a guitar player, you know, I'm a guitar player. So I was, so I was claiming, um, boom, boom, boom. And then like, cause it's kind of dark, but stage lighting, like once in a while the shit moves and would flash up. And I, at one point I look over and I'm like, this dude looks mad familiar. But we just keep talking. I wound up talking to this dude for about an hour and a half, watch the whole rest of the show. At the end of the show, my drummer comes to get me and he, as he walks up behind us, behind us, he claps this dude on the back like this and me on the back and goes, Timo, cause he would call me Timo. We gotta go. And he goes, oh, you met Niles. And when he, when he said that, I realized I had spent the last hour and a half talking with Nile Rogers about how I'm a guitar player and how he's a guitar player. And it was just, my mind was fucking blown, man. I'm like, thank God I didn't realize it was him while I was talking because I didn't come off like, oh my God, it's fucking, this is Nile Rogers. But um, yeah, that happened. 
Side note, when I got back a few months later, the Asbury Park Press music writer at that time was this real cool brother named Eric Deggins. And um, I would run in him at shows all the time and he'd quote me at like concerts and stuff. He quoted me once at Lollapalooza when I was fried on LSD when I was 19. But that's another story. But uh, this time I saw him, I caught up with him, I said, Eric, you're not gonna believe this. Um, I fucking spent an hour and a half talking to Nah Rogers and didn't realize it was him. And he goes, man, you're supposed to be a brother and a guitar player. He goes, hand your card in. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what he said. I was like, man, it was funny. But uh, those are a few of the things I experienced at Duran Duran shows. I hope you like this story. They were kind of fun ones for me to remember and share with you guys. I'll see you next time with another story. Yoo!